This is Jeff Standridge, and this is the Innovation Junkies Podcast. If you want to drastically improve your business, learn proven growth strategies, and generate sustained results for your organization, you've come to the right place. Over the next half hour, we're going to be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and tips that you can use to grow your business, no matter the size, no matter the industry, no matter the geography. We'll be talking about everything from sales and marketing to organizational, operational, and leadership effectiveness, to innovation, digital transformation, everything in between. Routinely, we'll bring in a top mover and shaker, someone who's done something unbelievable with his or her business. We'll dig deep. We'll uncover specific strategies, tactics, and tools that they've used to help you achieve your business goals. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, if you're looking to put your business on the fast track to achieving sustained strategic growth, this episode is sponsored by the team at Innovation Junkie. To learn more about our strategic growth diagnostic, go to innovationjunkie.com slash diagnostic. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Innovation Junkies podcast. I'm Jeff Standridge. And this is Jeff Amarine. Glad to have you here today. Boy, we've got a great guest with us today, uh, Charles Morgan. Charles is the chief executive of First Orion, chairman of the board, chief data inspector, race car driver, uh, jet pilot, and all-around good guy. Uh, extensive experience in managing and investing in private and public companies. Uh, served as CEO and chairman of Axiom Corporation for, for decades. Uh, grew that company from a small, unknown company to a publicly traded uh, almost a billion and a half dollar uh, annual revenue. New. Uh, at first, Orion is his newest uh, uh, endeavor. We're going to learn a little more about that. But Charles is also very engaged in the in the community of trying to develop talent, particularly in the areas of technology and data sciences. Uh, in 2018, he received the Lifetime Achievement Award from Marketing Edge. Charles, it is awesome to have you with us today, and it's great to see you. Jeff and Jeff, the Jeffs, nice. the Jeffs. Yeah, we're nice to see we're... the Jeffs. That uh, was a very kind intro and. Sometimes I look kind of like schizophrenic of all these things I'm involved in. But, you know, the main thing, you know, Jeff, I like to do the stuff I enjoy doing. And uh, I really, really, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the basic you know, principles of your company is innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you know, from our background together, that I've always been to innovation and, and leadership. And I noticed you all also focus on execution and that's kind of important too so <laughs> I, I think you all got the number keys to the kingdom but to back all that up some of the things i've been interested in is talent development which you know and it's mm-hmm. also been a topic of yours uh we're really big into uh, apprenticeship programs and uh that's one way our our new business is is being built on foundation of, of training people for you know through innovation yeah. programs so, well you know we're, we're going to come back and talk about we, we had a bonus episode uh that we've recently recorded that'll be released around winning the war for talent and and uh the apprenticeship program is, is a good thing that i want to dig into a little bit later we're starting off today uh with a random musing if you will we're talking about drinks of choice what's your drink of choice woodford reserve there you go woodford reserve oh and and, and I just so happen to have the Kentucky Derby version <laughs> as a prop. That's the All Kentucky right. Derby. <laughs> I'm a bourbon guy, too. Good choice. All right. Well, that, uh, that's quite unexpected, boys. 
Well, and and I'm the I'm the outlier here. I'm probably more of a gray goose guy. So, well, and, 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 and listen, why compare you and my? Yeah, no, I mean my wife. <laughs> you know, I, I, when I was in Poland, Charles remembers the time when I was spending a lot of time in Poland, and I took a, I took the office manager out uh, to to a liquor store to buy some Polish vodka, and because I wanted to bring it back, and and so I find this vodka over here, and it's like a honey vodka, and I ask her, I said, Marta, do you think this would be a good one to take back home? And she says, I think your wife would like it. Yeah. <laughs> What's she trying to tell you there? She's trying to well, tell you know, me, yeah. Yeah, craft beers are are kind of a dime a dozen, but I really like a an imperial stout that's been barrel aged and something where you get that nose of a of a bourbon or a good whiskey, mm. and it's a really uh, you know dense hearty mm. beer. That's probably my drink of choice, but it's hard for me to just choose one because I, I like the, the the brown liquor a lot. Is it Lost Forty that's got that um, uh, barrel aged uh, version of Love Honey that's bourbon aged or something like that? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think you can only buy it in the store. I can see where this whole thing's going. We're going to forget about innovation and all that crap. We walk into it. Well, anybody got a drink? Yeah, that's right. Get us started, and then it just goes downhill from there. Well, let's talk about innovation, Charles. And, and uh, you know, uh, maybe just start about, and, and I have to tell you and even say publicly, you know, I tell people every time when I talk about my own origin story that I came to the world of innovation and entrepreneurship uh, from the world of being a change agent and an entrepreneur. And, and that comes from you and Axiom and the experiences that you gave to me. So publicly, I just want to say a word of thanks. I wouldn't be where, where I am today or doing what I'm doing today had you not uh, pushed me into areas that perhaps I wasn't comfortable at the time, but it, you, you gave me experiences that uh, were invaluable. Well, I appreciate that. I think, uh, you know, the business that we're in and the business we're in now they're truly driven by innovation. We're trying to do something that's never been done before in the in the world, and you know, and that's two of them. Uh, one of them is create you know scam solutions, but also now uh, our business is focused on brand what we call branded calling, and so that when you get a call on your phone, you're going to know who it is and why they're calling. And we want that to be delivered to every handset uh, from every carrier. And mm. the technology behind that is absolutely enormous, absolutely enormous. So our, our need for innovation technologists uh, and people that can operate in the world of telecom as well as in the world of big data, it is uh, yes. challenging to get the people that we need. And it's training. Uh, but it's all all got to be driven by extraordinary innovation. So let's talk about that. And, and you know, you, you mentioned the word leadership a few moments ago. We say a lot uh, that innovation and leadership are inseparable, particularly in the technology fields today. Can you talk a little bit about how a leader uh, and how you particularly as a leader set up your culture and your organization to be one that innovates? Well, <laughs> You know, innovation doesn't come off from the bottom. It doesn't come off from the top. I got. Uh, I'm trying to generate a 30-page white paper right now, and instead of me doing it all myself, uh, I've got a team of four people working with me, and three of them uh, are around the age 30. So, and 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 we're getting input from 
uh, and one of the members is is a little bit older uh, uh, and, and lead of the marketing organization. But I, I, I think you have to be able to insert the right kind of talent in the right place and put them in the right environment. And you said the the, the point leadership. I I am trying to you know I'm trying to map out a lot of concepts and have them explore these concepts and put them into a form hmm. that is consumable by the entire organization. So, you know, you've got to innovate, but you've got to figure out how, to, how do you sell, uh, and I'll go back to the uh, days of Abilitech at Axiom. Hmm. You were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Around those. Yeah, and you, you can't just innovate and they will come. You've got to innovate and sell it to everybody. And you've got to get, you know, uh, 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 the lowest to the highest level in an organization. So innovation is, again, about leadership. Does that concept make sense? You've Mm got to infuse these ideas in the whole organization. It's got to be top to bottom. uh, And you you develop it and you educate people on it. Uh, You have to use planning events. We're going to do a planning event in about three weeks, uh, which you're very familiar, very the same planning events you used to go to, Jeff, or Mm -hmm. or knew about. And those planning events are all entailed around exploring components of an idea or technology or a changing concept uh, and get everybody to have, again, participation and helping mold that into an executable plan. So it, innovation is no damn good unless you infuse it in the organization and you have a real action plan. So all innovation goes with all those components. I love it. You know, as, as you as you look at that, and it, it, it's clear that you've, you've had a history of building a culture of innovation, some l- larger enterprises kind of get trapped with, they put the innovators in a box and they set them over here. It's kind of a skunk works right. and off they go. And nothing else good happens in the rest of the organization. Well, that's why, because- that's why big Jeff, that's why big companies can't innovate. They, yeah, they're too burdened. Exactly. They're way too burdened by process, and and they put people in the in a box. Uh, they put people in a box and off in a corner and say, "You're gonna build something cool," and then and then we'll have all our committees review it. Hey folks, we'll be right back with the episode, but first we want to tell you about a limited opportunity to take advantage of our strategic growth diagnostic. For a short time only, we're offering a free strategy call to see whether or not our unique diagnostic tool is right for you. Go to innovationjunkie.com backslash diagnostic to learn more. You know, Charles, you've you've always been an innovator in, you know, you, you were an innovator at Axiom in org structure and having a flattened hierarchy. You were an innovator in building a team-based work environment. Uh, you were an innovator, uh, clearly an innovator in inviting me to join the co- I'm kidding, just a joke. Uh, you know, it was the biggest risk we took ever. <laughs> Um, now you're innovating in the areas of talent development. Talk a little bit about some of the innovations you're doing around bringing the concept of traditional apprenticeships, which we usually know for, for, uh, uh, plumbers and welders and carpenters and electricians, how you're bringing that to the world of technology and data science. 
Well, uh, going back to my historical experience, and uh, again, something you're very involved in, uh, you know, we had Axiom University, and, uh, you know, we we're trying to teach DBAs and all other kind of people uh, the concepts that uh, would allow them to be successful in handling our customers' work uh, at Axiom, which was database kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this day and time, uh, it, it's more about uh, learning SQL and, and, and data, uh, which e- even though people may even have a computer science degree, they're going into a technical organization, they have absolutely no idea uh, how the infrastructure of a company works. How, there are 19 different ways how to, how to do uh, 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 software development, how to store, manage your software, how the systems interoperate, what security protocols are, what the privacy protocols are. And even if you're a really smart, let's say C++ programmer and have a good introduction to computing, you don't know shit. Nothing. <laughs> I say shit nothing on this show. Anyhow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I did. You know, my life was progressively it gets worse as we go on really but uh, yeah. <laughs> well I, when i get all excited about a topic it just flows, it just flows. i hear you so, i hear you that's good so but it's really important to understand that we we look for a, a new generation of axiom university and the idea was we need to teach people how we work you know we should call it culture well how we work also means, you know, how do we store our data? How do we, you know, how do we move data between the, you know, AWS and network? How do we work in AWS? You know, how do we uh, 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 use APIs as a foundation for everything we do? And on and on and on. And if you do that as a part of just coming to work and a little introductory stuff, guess what? Everybody, if you're growing real fast, the people on a team spend all their time teaching people, new people coming in, how to, you know, find the bathroom and do all those those basic tasks. So we came up with the idea, how about let's put together a 14-week course for data analysts or a 14-week course, uh, uh, course for, uh, you know, software engineering and, uh, you know, and, well, Specifically, for example, in uh, building our apps, uh, uh, device, our phone apps, uh, for Android and iPhone, uh, put it together through a 14-week program, and that program, all that content is directly tailored to what we're doing and what they'll do on the job, so that uh, their last task in that class will be about a two- or three-week uh, capstone project and a capstone project will be something directly related to the work that they'll be doing. In other words, they will be handling all the same data, working with all the same assets, and uh, the same people they're going to be working with will have something to do generally with that monitoring and overseeing a capstone project. So we go through all this process. They graduate from this thing. And the next Monday, they go sit down and, and their boss can say, or their leader can say, hey, Jimmy, uh, here's your 
you know, here's your first project. And I say, oh, yeah, I did something like that, you know, as our capstone project. And they'll just be immediately productive. Hmm. And it is a huge way. It takes what would take a year to infuse in people. You can, you know, you can really force feed it to them in an interactive way uh, over 16 weeks. And we're immediately productive. It's also a great recruiting tool for us. Uh, we have the best luck recruiting for our uh, apprenticeship programs of all uh, because these are certified programs. You actually get a certification when you finish. And it's a, From the uh, Department of uh, Labor, right? Yes, it is. Department of Labor certification. So it's kind of a big deal. That is. And so so you've also, as as part of this or in, in partnership with this, you've led the creation of the Arkansas Center for Data Sciences, which is a public-private partnership really devoted to, yeah. to upgrading computer and data analytic, analytic skills across the state. So talk a little bit about that. Yes, exactly. And uh, by the way, that we have programs running all over the state of Arkansas. I think we've got 80 cohorts uh, either running or, or soon to be running. And each one of those have, you know, uh, multiple, uh, obviously, people enrolled in them. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are, you know, uh, you know, rather small, five to ten, and others are 30 people. So it's a really, really big effort. We have top flight, uh, you know, leaders that are uh, doing these. And the companies, uh, remember, have to hire these people. They're, they, mm -hmm. they, their company hires them. They put them in this uh, apprenticeship program that they're off, their people participate in building, uh, and it has been a absolute roaring success. We get college universities to cooperate, companies to cooperate, save arts to cooperate. It is clearly the way of the future for trading. People coming out of college universities ought to all transition into jobs through these kind of things. They're so much more efficient for the person and for the company. Very good. Very good. So let's talk a little bit more about First Orion. I know you mentioned it a, a little bit, but but talk about some of the innovations that are going on there today and where, where you see that going. How big is First Orion now? We're, we're at 207 employees. Wow. Uh, we're profitable. We're in our you know, new headquarters. We had 70 cars in the parking lot, I think, yesterday. We're, all, we're getting back to work pretty good. We have locations in Little Rock and Seattle are two big ones. We have about 25 or 30 in Seattle. Uh, and we have, I think, five in London and about five in Dubai and about nine people in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So we're, <clears throat> we're growing. Uh, we expect to add at least... Uh, uh, 50 people by the end of the year. So it'll be over 300 people by the end of this year. And we are, uh, I know we're adding about, seems like every week we have three or four new people coming in. And we announce them at the Monday morning meetings. And the innovation that we're doing, uh, Jeff, is all around the things that I mentioned earlier. Uh, we just call it all branded calling. When mm -hmm. you get a call coming in we want that call to be a you know a full screen display that uh uh says you know this is united bank shares calling about your account uh and you know it, uh, on the line is jeff standards he's hmm. uh, wants to talk to you about your account and 
you know, it shows that it's a secure call, and uh, that's where that's where we're headed. Uh, and we're providing underlying technology. We have 80, 80, 80 servers inside the T-Mobile network, who is our mm-hmm. largest uh, largest customer. Uh, we have. Uh, I keep trying to find out how big our Amazon footprint is. All I know is our uh, expenses, uh, just Amazon bill alone, is about four hundred thousand a month. So we are using a lot of mm. IT resources at Amazon. And by the way, that would be about a two-acre data center, I think, in actually old terms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's an enormous amount of resource, uh, and uh, we are also uh, uh, we're providing products directly now. We are. We have 80 million people connected to our uh, our scan and enhancement solutions, and, and we call that all. We we enhance a call, uh, uh, and, and we call it a branded call. Uh, and when it's branded, it is also scam protected. In other words, part of branding is saying, "Hey, this is a scam call. That's a brand." Mm-hmm. And we also say it's a you know, uh, you, you know, U.S. Bank or it's a scam call and those are services that are being expanded by adding more and more capability every day and we are right now in, in negotiation to be able to uh, expand those services to uh, both uh, some elements of both the AT&T and to Verizon so uh, it's it's really an exciting time for us uh, uh, I, 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 I'm sort of almost embarrassed to say it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having a lot more, uh, fun than I think I ever had at Axiom. And the main reason is this, this is this, this green field we're in right now mm-hmm. is probably 10 times the size of the green field we had at Axiom in the early days of direct marketing. Well, the biz- uh, the business problem is is bigger and it's more known by the general public. You know, we had to educate a lot of people at Axiom in terms of what we actually did. In fact, my wife never knew. People would say, "What is Jeff doing?" She said, "I don't know. He works at Axiom, right?" I don't know. I don't know. Right now, nobody there are, there is no branded calling except caller ID, and and most of the calls that come in, even though AT and T and Verizon both have some level of uh, scam protection. In their calls, I, I do know because AT&T made the mistake of publishing the fact that we stop 16 million scam calls a day. Guess what? We stop at, at T-Mobile 65 million a day. Wow. So, so Charles, a question uh, about that is, you, you know, you, you this is clearly um, great value to consumers. Do you see this as having a, a bit of a regulatory impetus as well? Do you see on a worldwide basis the regulators saying oh, yeah. – you you have to do this if you're a carrier because people are fed up with getting yeah, the scam they, call. They are, in fact, they are in the U.S. and the rest of the world always lags the U.S. on, on this particular point. But right now, uh, the, the, the technology called Stir Shaken, uh, which uh, will require all carriers to put uh, certs in the outbound calls from their network. In other words, they'll put a token inside the signaling of an outbound call. And if that signaling 
if that uh, arriving call doesn't have it, uh, then uh, uh, eventually that, that call is not going to be delivered. Now, we're a long way from that because there's so many ways that they don't get, you know, uh, certified on the outbound side. Now that, you know, right now the calls that we get in from the outside on T-Mobile, uh, I think about 30% have those certifications on them. That is from Verizon and some people that do serve. And it'll still be a long time before all the calls will be certified. And there still is some opportunity for fraud in that system. So as long as there's an opportunity for fraud, the bad guys will figure out how to explore it. But uh, the U.S. is definitely leading that uh, worldwide. And uh, the, the, the stir shaken, which is the foundational technology, has been mandated uh, by the FCC. It is mandated today. Will that extend, will your capabilities extend to cover unwanted SMS text messages as well? Because I know recently I've been getting a variety uh, of things that are clearly phishing uh, efforts. I, I have one, I have one that they, they think my name's Cindy and that I need to lose weight. And they've sent me several. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> You're Cindy. Uh, I'm Cindy. That's exactly right. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we, I believe this or not, we are in discussion, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you all stuff that I hope they don't hear, but we are in discussion with T-Mobile to do that. So if they hear that, they'll probably yank the whole deal, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, Charles, it's been a pleasure talking with you today, and uh, we're with Charles Morgan, CEO and Chairman of the Board of First Orion, uh, an, an innovator at heart, uh, a change agent at heart, someone who's been disrupting the status quo pretty much since he uh, exited the womb, I think, and uh, it's been a pleasure to, to have you with us today. It's even more of a pleasure to be on some of those disruptive journeys with you over the years. Thank you very much. My mother would agree with that, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. I mean, it, you, you uh, you've paved, you have, have uh, laid down a, a path that's illuminated the way for a lot of people. And I think a testament to the impact you've had on the state beyond the great businesses, or you've got a lot of alumni from your ventures that are out there making big things happen, including Jeff Standard. So thanks for all you've done and all you will do. I'm still trying, you know, I'm getting a little older, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel it in my brain yet. As soon as I feel it in my brain, I guess I'll have to get in my wheelchair. I don't know. Body's a different story. I used to say, you know, I still feel like I'm 25 in my body and in, and in my brain till I hang out with my 26, 27, 28 year olds. And I go, nope, I'm not. I'm 55. So. <laughs> well, once again, this is the Innovation Junkies podcast. Charles, thanks for being with us. And we'll see you all on yeah. the next episode. Take care. Thanks Enjoy. so much. Hey listeners, this is Jeff Amrine. We want to thank you for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the Innovation Junkies podcast, please do us a huge favor. Click the subscribe button right now and leave us a review. It would mean the world to both of us. And don't forget to share us on social media.